501. ROH501. 501st episode. Last week was a celebration. This week is moving forward. And they managed to do that in a very strange way. This was real sports entertainment stuff. Not just the pure wrestling and, and other wrestling that I love them for. They did quite a lot of um, hokum. And actually, I didn't mind which is a bit of a shock for me. I think they've won me over ROH. First of all, Draper, Dak Draper versus Eli Isom. And this should be a good match. Draper's cocky, um, as you know. And, you know, he's he's asked to be now in the TV title division. So he really could do some damage there. Big fella, showed his power early on. You knew that was going to happen with Isom. He counted a doctor bomb with a very nice Rana. But um, Draper's always going to muscle him up, does it? holds him up for ages and just dumps him you know he's got no regard for Ison whatsoever which is great uh, to see actually you know it's good tv then there's a lovely northern lights suplex as if Ison's saying you know i can do stuff here mate it's a northern lights release hits a sweet moonsault from the second rope to the outside then a crossbody on the inside for a two count fluid lovely yeah actually Actually, Isom muscled up Dak Draper for a Northern Lights again, which was a great technique. Almost got it. But Isom did hit that, um, Draper did hit that Dr. Bomb for a long two. When Draper goes for the Mile High Magnum, Isom counters it by rolling through for a two, and the bell rings. 15 minutes have gone by in a heartbeat. 15 minutes didn't go by. But anyway, they were still going for it when the bell rang. They want five more minutes. Not going to get that. Lights go out and usually I would think, oh, come on, stop this. Then there's a peacock call. And who's on the on the, the stage? It's Dalton Castle. Lovely pink suit. Lovely pink dark glasses with some gentleman around him wearing white vests and pink spandex shorts. And he's down to the ring and chatting and gets in the ring and says, I see something in you, Dak Draper. I don't see anything in you. Eli kicks him in the balls, says, yes, that's the that's the drama I was talking about. As he said, don't you think that Ring, Ring of Honor has lost some drama lately? Not really. But then he says, you know, they he and Dak are, are laughing about Isom rocking in the fetal position. And then Castle kicks him in the balls too. Just to show you that he's come back as a nasty piece of work. And I didn't mind that we didn't have the rest of the match. Because it was a lovely spot. Castle can really do this. And spreading invisible peacock seeds as he comes down, it's lovely. Then we get Brody King and his mates and the faction. They are Violence Unlimited. Homicide tells us we don't even like each other. But we love to fight. Yes. Tony Deppen trying to look mean as the odd man out, really, in this foursome. Later on, he has a promo. And it's all right, actually. We believe there's violence in honour. That's a nice way of doing it. Very nicely put. Now an odd situation. Beer City Bruiser, who we know is now a bad guy, versus Joe Keys. We don't really see them come, in the mat, come, come into the ring. It's about one minute and we see the finisher in the pin. That's it. I mean, was this on the programme? Did it happen somewhere else? Was it a dark match? Three of the dojo come in. 
and then Dirty Dixon, as he will be called, joins the Beer City Bruiser by smacking up all of his dojo mates. And that, as he says, that's what happens when pure wrestling fails. There is violence. And that's a good way of putting it too. But it was a bit odd, this spot. And then we get the righteous out. Bateman telling us that Vincent might be gone, but he's still there. There's a postcard from him. I don't know where he is. Tallahassee is my guess. But anyway, he's there in spirit. Yeah, of course he is. And then there's the big dude behind him. They don't really introduce him. They say he's an empty vessel. So I'm going to call him the vessel. Because I think they will. And then they go. There you go. That's it. Here's your main event. LFI versus Violence Unlimited. And they just fight, fight, fight. On the outside, on the inside. They're all in the ring together. All of that. But it doesn't look messy. Because they clear out the ring so nicely for things like Dickinson to come in and show us a falcon arrow. Very nice, you know. Beautifully done. En rouge. And then the rest of Violence Unlimited quickly all splash him and get a two count. Then Dickinson and Bestia going at it. Dickinson hits a senton. Um, Bestia hits a senton on Dickinson for another two count. They really showcase Dickinson here because he is the new guy. Um, Deppen wasn't out to, um, to in this match. But it, it was... It, there was stuff happening all the time here and yet it didn't look muddled and when you can set out a match well and when you have great wrestlers this is what happens in the end Brody King got cheesed off and uh, hit Bestia with a chair that was a DQ Rush gets the same chair just an half wail on him with it there's a real crack that resounds that, around that building and then the foundation come down and everyone fights as Caprice says to go off air I don't feel safe Rickabarney no None of us do when that kind of thing is happening and there are three factions fighting each other. It's great to see. You might as well just pitch them all in. They're all tag teams. They're all singles wrestlers. They're three good factions. And ROH, in their 501st episode, showed us the way forward. It is with factions, but unlike AEW, I feel they're doing something with the factions and they each have their own specific uh, ideas and their own specific character that's the way to do it so yeah more sports entertainment than wrestling here and yet and I can hardly believe I'm saying this I really liked it four and a half out of five not the best wrestling on the planet this week because there wasn't much of it but that doesn't mean it was bad ta-ta